0: Before we begin this episode, we would like to extend our thoughts and condolences to the Rocket family, the family of Carlos Chef and the family of Joe Delaney. Welcome to Up the Blues, the Waterford FC podcast. I'm Adam Lundy, and I am joined by my co hosts, Martin Cuddleton and Evan Cuddleton. How are you, lads? Good things. Hi, well, Adam. How are you? How are you, Adam? She's fabulous, lads.
1: Fantastic. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations, Thanks. we should say that actually.
0: Much appreciated. A it's a nice break. In. That's
2: playing, that's playing up for the camera now, is all that is.
0: I think so too. We didn't even say
1: Oh, he texted you on the day out. I said congratulations. Excuse that's you. true,
0: actually. You did. Everything there did you dumb.
1: go. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> and I commented
1: with... on your Instagram as well. So congratulations to you both.
2: Look. I'm, I'm just a colleague great. here as off. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh well yeah obviously look we've had a bit of a break uh sorry listeners you've been kind of waiting nearly a month at this stage it was, it was a little bit of a longer break than we anticipated um we were gonna record one more episode before I had the uh, nuptials and honeymoon but then that episode was the fucking cove game and nobody wanted to talk about it because why would we so we said fuck it we'll just leave it and have another break there um so obviously we have a couple of games to kind of catch up on just to kind of talk about uh to bring us up to date. Obviously, the transfer window is open, so we're going to cover a bit of that as well. And then the, the stuff that a lot of people kind of want to hear about, uh, the Piley stuff, uh, which has kind of dominated the news a little bit uh, in the last week uh, since everything kind of came to light with the with the sentencing. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that towards the, the back end of the episode as well. Uh, and hopefully the gap for the next episode won't be as long, although am I right in saying that there we are actually coming up to a bye week now after yeah, the treaty the week game? After, week after our next, okay. okay. So we have, but there is a cup game uh that week, right? There is on Saturday again. Okay, Vikings. lovely. So yeah, the treaty game on the 14th and the game against St. Michael's. So just as a bit of a forward sort of a, a idea on the next couple of episodes, probably doing another episode again next week on the treaty game. Uh, and then we mm, we might take so a week off and happens. cover. Yeah, we might take yeah. a week off and cover St. Michael's and Athlone in the one week. We'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll figure it out anyway. Unless it's socials.
1: Yeah. Unless particularly exciting match that we kind of have. Yeah,
0: time. we'll 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 play it by year and we'll keep you updated on the socials. So like if we send out a second string team, we smack St. Michael's. We're not probably gonna come back and talk about that, but uh, as a dedicated episode anyway. But we'll play it by year and we'll keep you updated. Um, so for now, we'll we'll hop into the games that obviously we missed over the last few weeks. Um, the Cove game, which we didn't want to come back and record before. Uh, you know, I went off to get what I needed to be done. done.
1: It um, <laughs> <laughs> made it sound like a doctor's
0: appointment. I am a true romantic. Uh, I, said I went I, off I'm for a r- surgery is what it sounds like. Oh, I'm man. a romantic at heart. Um, Obviously, a disappointing game, One, one the loss away uh, down in Cove. Mm-hmm. Um, were you at that, lads? I don't remember if you travelled no, down for an hour. Did you watch no, it? we okay. not.
2: I
1: watch
2: it. I, 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 where I
1: was. I watched it, but I don't know why we didn't actually go with yeah. it. Maybe
2: there was
1: a
0: something. I don't know. I think, I was, working anyway.
1: like, I think I was working and I didn't get I think it was working or something. That's um,
0: fair. For all intents and purposes, it seemed like a bit of a, a shite game, but there was a controversial... uh the, the goal was controversial, or we had a goal ruled out controversially, something along those lines. Of i'm right? Saying
1: yes, there was an offside goal, I believe. Um, ah, yes, a goal was, I believe, it was oh, I can't remember who it was now. It's it worse recording so late after. Um,
0: but I believe there was a goal and it was given uh,
1: Was it no, yeah, no, key for a goal, that's what it was actually. I think, um, yeah, it was a shot from scored. outside
0: the box, but they yeah. was judged to have been impeding the goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, exactly. If it's ju- yeah, judged to be somehow offside so in some roundabout way and given, or wasn't given, I should say wasn't given. Yeah. So, um,
0: like, even still, I think I think we can all say, like, obviously, it's it's annoying when you get those decisions against you, but even a draw wouldn't really have been a good result anyway. I think we can all agree on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, bit of a scuffle as well, from what I can remember at the end of it. Um, yeah, I can see a couple here, of couple, players picking up a yellow.
0: A couple of yellows at the end, exactly. So it seems as though they're either. I would assume it was in the wake of that uh, that decision.
1: That yeah, I believe it was. Familiar. I think it was either in the way. I can't remember now, thinking back, I could be wrong. Um, it was either in the wake of that decision or it was a foul that was given when it shouldn't have been or whatever it was, that kind of thing. Um, And then there was a bit of a scuff. So I know Connor Paris and Scott a uh, yellow, Ryan Burke got a yellow, and then Callum Stringer, ex water player now playing for Cove, he also got a yellow as well. He in doesn't the, play for Cove anymore. Is he gone from Cove now?
2: He has now moved abroad. Has he? Where did he go? He's gone to England somewhere.
1: Oh fuck! Fair play to him. No, it's well. I, I suppose know. where in England is a different story. Let's have a look into that. I do
0: some research for you. I have it here now. Uh, somewhere in England, Mal-
1: though, Malden and Tiptree FC. There you that's go. the one. Wherever the okay, fuck they
0: are. I thought I thought you'd at least name a team I may have known. <laughs> it like around a <laughs> south or something. It sounds
1: like
2: a hotel.
0: What what what, uh, what level, what tier of English football do they play? I, I, they, in the pyramid. I, uh, I, what
2: I what was the name of the team? They're
0: the same division as Hashtag United, I think. Oh, so it's like the eighth, th- seventh or yeah, I mean, eighth I mean, tier? Yeah, uh, like their, their most
1: their most recent match was a 1-0 a loss against Morecambe FC. Uh,
0: so I think Hashtag playing, like, I think it's like the Isthmian, something like that. It's like Isthmian League or something, which I think is a seventh We're tier. they are in the seventh tier, yeah. 7th tier. Yeah, okay. 7th tier. Fair play to them.
1: They have a 70-year-old <laughs> manager and have a squad size of 18. And wow. they play in a stadium apparently that has zero seats according to Transfer Market. So well, The wall is behind our stadium.
0: Well, there we go. Yeah, uh You heard cool. it here first. Uh What was the name of the team, again? Maldon, uh, Ma-
2: Ma- Ma- Maldon and Tiptree, and Maldon, Maldon and, and Tiptree FC. We are
0: now officially a Maldon and Tiptree FC podcast, by the way. <laughs> We're talking about it. Uh, where I do they play? <laughs> we're not plastic Mal- Malden fans around here. No, no. Um, anything else to sort of mention with the with the Cove game? I think, I think really, there was a reason we didn't want to come back and record it. Uh, yeah, it's the the best. It, the was, best uh, it
1: would look, it was the game that they came back after the two week break. wasn't it. So like, yeah,
0: exactly. There was a bye week before that. Exactly. As we
1: still on the holidays, you know I mean? We're in holiday mode That's fair it it, We'll it it leave be. <laughs> shame we didn't win
0: us, but sure look Well, is. There, there's one thing we can kind of say that will kind of touch into the next couple of games we talk about so in the 84th minute uh, Romeo was subbed mm-hmm. in and he hasn't left the, the squad He's since
1: st- he stayed in since so brave, yeah brave that, that
0: leads us into uh, the Finn Harps game at home uh, the RSC mm-hmm. uh, which we all got to uh, I, I got to go to a game for once uh, yeah, so we were all there uh, two days after I got married, I was down the RSCs. So nobody tell me I'm not a true blue. Uh, I was there two days before I got married, and one day before I flew out to France for my honeymoon, I was there cheering on the Blues um, as we ramped to a win. Really, it was we we actually we missed the first goal because of the 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 roadworks going on in Ferrybank. We missed the first. Oh, goal. Oh yes, that
1: was that game. Yes,
0: yeah, that was it. We missed the first goal. Literally, we were walking in and just. We I, we only missed stand. it by about yeah. we, really, we missed it by twenty seconds I'd say we missed the yeah, goal. if we guy. had got
1: her in the corner, we
0: would have seen it. We just didn't. Get yeah, in the we just didn't get around the corner time coming in. Um, so that was um, uh, Connor Parsons got the first two actually. So it was a really good game for him. Uh, Ronan Coughlin picked up a third. Then a couple of minutes later, uh, twenty-three minutes in, we, we were three 0 up. So looked like it was going to be a, a really handy game. Uh, but ten minutes later. Uh, Finn Harps did get one back through Ryan Flood mm-hmm. and then I suppose we all kind of get worried at that stage going, ah shit, is it going to be one of those days? Uh, but luckily uh, it wasn't really. Ronan uh, got a second goal on the 57th minute. Big Eddie Nolan got in on uh on the 76th and then Thomas got a goal uh, in the sort of dying minutes of the game. Uh, right? Sorry? Oh, no, it says it Thomas was, here on my stats. It, uh, in, right? it, it, it was
1: uh, some people, some places, are, there's a couple places I'm looking at here. One of them was given it to Roland and another one was giving it to Thomas. That oh, was that the penalty, penalty that Roland got. and, and, and Ro- Yeah, Roland missed the penalty and Thomas scored the rebound.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: no. Well, then, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it was definitely Thomas, but some places are incorrectly giving it to Roland, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Good. I'm yeah. glad my... I'm glad my nice uh, to see
1: Thomas getting his first goal, sad. though.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was his first goal. Too. Yeah, it really? was his first one. was first sure the score
0: yeah, which, which nice a long time coming for a player like him. We it was something that we kind of talked about in the in the midseason uh sort of review episode we did last time out. You know, some maybe someone we're looking to maybe get a little bit more out of um mm-hmm. in in the back end of this season. So we'll have to see. Obviously there's been some incomings which we'll we'll talk about, uh which could take some minutes away from him, you know, looking at the positions we've strengthened in, but we'll we we'll, we'll touch on that obviously in the next kind of segment. Um Another thing that we'll touch on a little bit more in the next segment but there was obviously uh, a bit of a heated moment in the dying minutes of the game uh from our bench uh if you mm-hmm. if you guys remember um so uh, obviously it's not really a spoiler because it's happened obviously Waseem has has left the club and you know well, once once the fourth goal went in, there was 30 minutes left, we are all kind of saying, ah, surely, you know, to give Waseem a run out for, you know, his last game. He's, he seems like a good fella, you know, seems like a sound lad for the club and stuff. I know he hasn't obviously been around for, for ages or anything, but, you know, we thought, ah, we'll give, him, we'll give him a run out. And it was getting towards the end, and he made the last sort of triple sub, and Waseem wasn't included. Next thing, Waseem comes tearing out of uh, the dugout, know, kicks a water bottle and storms into the, the dressing room. He did come back out a couple of minutes later, um, but it was just kind of a weird moment from the stands, you know, uh, us kind of applauding him as he's sort of down and off, off angry. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Now, why Keith didn't want to bring him on maybe has will, will become a bit more apparent when we talk about the transfers. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, maybe a sour way to kind of end things with him. He, he always seems like a really just sound fella. Um, You know, he, he came back out and took photos with loads of fans afterwards and stuff like that so jerseys and all, yeah. jerseys and all the whole shebang yeah so he, he always seems like a really really top guy um, so maybe a bit of a sour note to kind of end things on but you know it, it's That's of... yeah, oh, yeah. Looking League of Ireland especially is, is a very cutthroat business they're only really around clubs one maybe two years unless it's like your boyhood club so you know it, it is what it is really uh, there's not a lot of loyalty in the league because you know contracts are short and, and things like that it, you know it's part and parcel with it
2: I like uh, him storming off to something similar to Phil Neville interview just before he got sacked. <laughs> I, that, I
0: don't that. remember that. No, please enlighten you me. I don't remember that. No,
2: it was basically no. he to- the interviewer asked him a question, and then cut in when he was answering. And then he's like, Can you like fuck off or something? He said, And then he's like, He blanked, said sorry for the language, and then said, Can you repeat the question? Yeah. I thought it was similar to that. And like, how he just kind of said, Oh, fuck you, and then just kind of came back and sat
1: down. <laughs> and then and, uh, he got sacked we That's were just funny. days away from seeing Phil Neville manage Lionel Messi only for he lashed out at more, him. more than a few days now Like Messi
2: still has a play but sure,
1: but... yeah Certainly. but training and that you know, like he would have been in the job if he didn't tell the
2: journalists to fuck off for no real reason I, I, I realize he was last so I think he was he was under
0: Yeah. yeah we, I, I don't think he was going to be in the job either way to be honest because yeah. you. like, you, like, if you're Lionel Messi and you're coming in you're thinking like, was does Lionel Messi even join Miami if Phil Neville's a fucking manager good point
1: Point. I suppose if he's getting half of Apple's fucking revenue for streaming it, and then yeah revenue, I suppose says it says no law. I wouldn't say you say no like if so we really deviate here. He's there for vibes at this point. But anyway, yes, we have deviated. Sorry, we
0: digress. Apologies. Um, uh, more importantly, we'll we'll kind of touch on the, the friendly against Fleetwood. Obviously, we got battered uh, ah, it it was was five one. very was fantastic. So yeah if you can if you can find a way to watch it um the one goal um, is apparently fantastic i'll put uh, up i'll
1: put up i'll put up the uh video on the social media on the story uh when we post the episode
0: but, yeah because the uh, official replay that i saw obviously uh, you can't see the actual at, goal i still don't yeah people who are at yeah people oh, who are at the, the game seen,
2: there's another go. angle there's a camera there's a phone angle of the goal there is, is a there? phone yeah. angle oh, yeah okay. I, no, I haven't actually watched it but I, I
0: did yeah i did hear about it obviously for those who are at the game might know that um you know there was a bit of a controversy with Waterford's goal because uh, there was a confusion as to you know who had to throw in different balls on the pitch at the same time, and the camera wasn't even looking at the goal when it was going in because it was following the other ball. That there was may, also there
2: may, or may not have been a ball up the back. We don't know. Yeah, what it's,
0: um, we don't it's know what the, the situation really was. Is, yeah, but look. Uh, it was a young lad, Zach Sullivan, got the goal, fair play to him, nobody's going to take that away from him, he scored a goal against a, a League One team in a friendly, nobody will ever albeit take that away it, from the, him. Albeit so. the
1: League One team weren't playing, because uh, there was two balls in the pitch, but look.
2: No, I
0: think is, we're not going to take anything <laughs> away from the, from the young fella. Um, as
1: far as it was from range, was it not, to be fair, even if you hadn't the home? box and you put it into
0: the corner, so it was a good finish. Oh,
1: well, Yeah, good finish on it then, fair play to him.
2: Yeah,
0: fair play to him. Um, and obviously, just into the game, just gone then uh, at home again against Longford. So, you know, this, this is another bit of an annoying one. Uh, Roland opened mm-hmm. the scoring quite early, uh, but then they equalized quite quickly uh, through, through Gary Armstrong. Um, mm-hmm. Then we went ahead again quite quickly. So, all the action is in the first 20 odd minutes um, for the most part. Um, Ronan, Ronan got it, and yet another goal. How many goals is Ronan on now? Does anyone know off the top of their head? Twenty-eight. 28. I was thinking we we're getting close to thirty now, so twenty-eight goals for Ronan. Ridiculous, uh, as we've said a million times. Um, obviously we went into the half then at two-one up, and you know, you know, this could have easily just been like another Finn Harps game where we you know put a couple of goals up against them in the second half, um. But it ended up actually being one of the games that we've kind of seen a lot in the first half of the season. Um, Giles got a red card in the 50th minute, uh, contentious red. Contentious. I, again, I haven't, I haven't seen, you know, it. I haven't even had a chance to watch highlights around anything. Well, so I, I, I
1: think, I think I, I say it's contentious purely because he was given a red card, and at the same, a penalty was given for the same thing, and that just seems harsh. Um,
2: I don't know what the rule is anymore.
0: Yeah. There used to be a double whammy there rule. There used to be
1: a double, there used to be a double jeopardy rule that you can't get a raid if there's a penalty.
0: Well, it depends the on the, the nature. Other. It depends on the nature of I it. Mean, if it's violent conduct, then you can. But if it's something like, you know, you trip a fellow up or something, then. Well, I
1: think he, well, like, from what I remember, you sure? he kind of dragged that did he already he tripped him a little bit or whatever it was? But. Yes.
2: Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was a strange remember, one. Like, like, it's not a terrible decision as some people made it out to be.
1: Well, the ref left. Fucking, well, we we're like, back to regular league of Ireland refereeing. Like it was shocking at times to be honest. Well, last to right. be fair, people were that, that defending the ref.
0: Well, I was gonna say that it does seem to just be you because from what I was reading uh, afterwards with some reaction, a lot of people actually thought the ref for the most part was actually quite good.
1: Well, it was. It was. There was a lot of stupid fouls given, but they were given for both teams. So I suppose I can't. Like it wasn't. He wasn't just purely against Waterford. Like so, I suppose it was kind of the same. Longford were probably just as disappointed with him. The shithousery and the time waste on Longford's half when with 20 minutes to go and they were a man up and they were kicking second balls onto the pitch and the fucking goalkeeper I was thinking about 10 yards to do it to take a goal kick and he was walking away from a ball to go get the further one like fair enough if they were fucking up and actually winning then fair enough time waste to keep the win like, but to be doing that with you know what I mean with a man up as well listen
0: Pat do, I need, bad do
1: bad I need to remind well. you who our goalkeeper is know, I know I know I know Paul I <laughs> know so, but when you have subs on the side of the pitch fucking running to warm up and then kicking the ball onto the pitch, like, that's just, it's, it's infuriating, yeah, you know what I mean? But that's, it's just me, like, um, I did find it funny, though, the sub actually got a, a book and the keeper that was time-wasting for 20 minutes didn't, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was an interesting one. But, um, yeah, there's a bit of shit, it all right, to be fair. Uh, look, I suppose it's frustrating because we were on the bat- other end of it, If it was the other way around and it was... Fucking, you know, Sabo Ali kicking the ball onto the pitch when he's warming up the side. Paul Martin's taking nine years to take a free kick or try to go a goal kick. You'd be laughing about it. You'd so.
0: be applauding them. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's one of them things. It's frustrating.
0: I hate when it and... goes against you. I think, like, yeah, exactly. what's frustrating, really, I suppose, more so than the more so than our result is that once again, once we've slipped up, Galway have also slipped up. Yeah, uh, They they drew their game, uh, which was against Cove. Um, yeah. So they, they drew against Cove. Uh, and to be and it's like Cove played with 10 men for a good 40 minutes, I believe in that so game. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think Galway will probably be disappointed. Uh, you know, that definitely counts as a slip up in my books when you, you know, when Galway draw against 10 men. Uh, so what you know, we
1: done? Yeah, So suppose it's, it's 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 a stranger to look at because at the same time, kind of looking back at the longford match as well. Like we didn't lose for the want to try in because even with the ten men we were you know what I mean like Longford were very much so under pressure um for much of the second half. So I suppose it's kind of just as frustrating for ourselves, really, because I, I suppose the lads are definitely be kicking themselves over even with ten minutes a game that we shouldn't win. But um like you said, they'll definitely be kicking themselves as well over given the long uh, Galloway Galway dropping points.
0: Yeah, like I haven't actually looked into this in too much detail. I probably should have um uh, but Like if we go back to times where Galway have slipped up throughout the season, I guarantee we've slipped up that same week. Uh, I don't think there's any been a time when they've dropped points. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we definitely, we definitely did once anyway. Because I remember we were only talking about it. I remember, I can't remember if we did because they've lost. That's only the third time I believe they've lost points now. Uh, Yeah, exactly.
0: They've drawn twice, twice against Longford,
1: twice against Longford, and once against Cove. There just recently. Um and I'm pretty sure every time they've dropped, we've dropped. Um, frustrating, for frustrating. Sure. But look, yeah, it's it's one of them things, isn't it?
0: It is it is what it is. At this point, I think you know, we've been kind of saying this for months now. We've kind of resigned ourselves, there's going to be playoffs this year anyway. or is that to try and get into the playoffs in as best form as possible. So obviously that those are the matches anyway. Uh, moving into the the transfer, obviously that's kind of the big thing at the moment, transfer windows open. Uh, there has been a little bit of business, maybe not as much business in and out as people maybe were expecting now nearly kind of two weeks into the window. But there's been a bit of movement and a, a bit of strength in some positions that we, you know, we kind of talked about ourselves. Uh, you know, when we record that last episode a couple of weeks back with what we were looking for. um, Just kind of on just to kind of cover the outs before we cover the ins. Uh, we already mentioned what uh, what uh, left the club. I don't think any of us were expecting him to go to Galway, though. Was that a bit of a kind of a shock? Yeah, um, if you stay
2: in Ireland, probably. Yeah. Be the only team that I could see him going
0: to. Um, I just thought I just assumed he was going to be you know going back you know to England or even to France. Uh, that's well. that's so what I, I was thought, I thought France been, or
1: a lower English team would have been the move, but stay there probably
2: would have been there. Yeah,
1: realistically, he's not going to get a game, and I think he knows that. Um,
0: yeah, like he he's, came... not gonna, he's not
1: going to get much of a game, let's say.
0: Well, he came on for Galway in their in their game against uh, yeah, against Cove. Cove when they were trying to get a win. Uh, he came on pretty much at half time, um, right. and uh, only on the only thing he did was get a a yellow card. Um, <laughs> But, well, again, I didn't watch the match now, so he could have been creating yeah, loads of yeah. chance. He could have been creating loads of chance that the Cofa keeper had, like, the game of his life. Uh, I don't know that for sure. But, um, you know, he's definitely, you know, he, he got his first sort of game, probably paid, played more minutes for Galway in that match than he has for Waterford uh, in, in the last few matches combined. So, um, seems like it was a decent move for him. He's going to get himself a league winner's medal and, you know, a promotion on his CV. So, uh, uh, you know, that's a, it's
1: it's I suppose, look, it's arguable it's achievement. Like, that's. that's... Like you know what I mean? It's it's similar to what Louis Britton done. That's what I kind of keep comparing it to. Um, I
2: think it's different slightly.
1: But... Yeah, but it's different. It's different slightly, of course, because he obviously had the loan up, and we were not keeping him anyway. So fair enough. Um, yeah. go where you can actually. But that kind of ended up fucking him over, to be fair. But he ended up. Look, he went to. I suppose kind of a league rival at this, you know, this year anyway. Obviously not as much of an intense rival as Cork would be. Um and he's he kind of knows he's going to easily just go and get a medal like it's had to have been in the back of his head saying oh well I'll go here now and at least I'll get promoted I get a get a medal is he going to get game time next season if they get when they get promoted maybe not no, maybe he will not. maybe he won't yeah, exactly um is he actually going to be around this time next season probably not but sure look um wish him the best in fairness he was a, a lovely fellow by all accounts so he did at least he went and he didn't make any uh you know, Snyder remarks or they you hadn't know, kind of... Um,
0: well, he did retweet that thing or, on Twitter.
1: What did he, oh, he did retweet something about the manager, yeah, but there was nothing, I suppose, kind of direct that, uh, you know, that's his own that's business. That's I I thought
2: it was more um, different than Louis Britton because it was kind of, he fell out with the manager, Manager not going
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. It's but something he has to do, I suppose, then, is get out here.
2: Because the we think about it, he's actually kind of playing for a job here. Because yeah, what happened if the likes of Louis Britton, who or God knows where he's playing now, to That's like obviously doesn't want that. This is his employment; like he wants the job out. But
0: yeah, and if he yeah, was
2: in Ireland, which was the only team that probably would have paid him because they are in season at the moment. Like Galway would be the only full other kind of full time outfit that would be in the division as well. Like so, that would probably be. I don't. Kind of hold it against the
1: meter, yeah, yeah. No, look, in fairness, he went and he, he, uh, fair enough, he had a fallen out with Keith Long. And well, then, look, that's it, happens, you get out of there, it's probably best for the team anyway, because it would have fucked over the team to an extent if there was kind of constant tension there and it would have, you know, messed himself over. Like Evan was saying, he's playing for a job, so that's fair enough. Um, you know, he didn't have any digs at the actual club itself or the fans and that sort of stuff, and being a bit of a wind up. Merchant like Louis Britton was when he left. So yeah. all we can do is kind of wish him the best. Um, Louis Britton just for talk's sake is actually at Chorley FC now, who play in the uh, National League North.
0: But he is oh. also duly registered for Marine, so he plays for he? both apparently.
2: Ooh. I don't um, know
0: how it works. It just says dual registration. I have no idea how that works.
2: Marine um, is that a team? Just because is that a team that's not in the National League North or National League South? Because oh yeah,
0: they're down in the, the Northern Premier, team. which is like the eighth yeah. tier, I think. That's the last yeah. time I've heard of him anyway.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, he he's currently with, with Chorley a team that was originally founded as a rugby club in 1875 and then switched to football. So I suppose that says enough about that one. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: We're not a, a Charlie, uh fan group, uh, but obviously the <laughs> other the other notable outgoing. Obviously, uh, Th- Tom Donohue ended his uh, loan back to Fleetwood, so no more uh, half time penalty shootouts oh. against. Um, kids it's for a him. shame
1: he did. It's a shame he didn't come back for the one that was on the most recently when the Fleetwood boys were here.
0: Yeah, actually, I think he would. That would That would have been, been that, been that one team. of all of them. Yeah, it would have been um, but,
1: if they brought him back for that.
0: But the one, the one notable uh, outgoing from from that kind of uh, loan. Own uh, army we brought in from Fleetwood. Uh, friend of the podcast Triple C Chris Conkler, favorite player. Uh, unfortunately, has has left and he's left Fleetwood. He's gone to to Alth- on a permanent move. After yeah. uh, after he did play very well for them last season, I'm sure they're actually happy to get him back. He's seems to be very well liked there. He had good good numbers for them. Um, I think they're still in the National League. I don't think they're are yeah. they in? I'm still in the same division. Yeah, so that's you know that's a good move I think for all accounts I think. Um,
1: well, he's you know, yeah he's moving to a place where he's obviously comfortable because he played very well there and he slotted in quite well.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. So def- definitely wish him the best. Hopefully uh, he yeah. he gets back to those numbers. I think, and we kind of spoke about this again in the, in the last episode that he was starting to actually to find his feet. Uh, it took a yeah. long time, and you know it probably was a lot harder for him than he thought it was going to be. But it took a bit of time for him to find his feet, but he was starting to find it. Yeah. Um. But you know that's that's the move they decided to make, and you know just you know wish Chris the best of luck. Um, obviously we were always you know maybe critical of his play, but you know we were also very critical of people who were overzealous with him. So um, yeah. I'll always well, consider him a friend of the podcast. Anyway,
1: it's a it's definitely a, a club and a fan base that supported him a lot. Uh you know, back club. You know what I mean? I can't say it. Yeah, um true thank you uh, it's definitely a fan base that had a lot of love for him anyway um, you know even after he was he left and he was here for a while and there was no talk from going back there was tweets and, and comments and things going up of you know asking for him to go back I remember seeing something he put up and there was replies and things They were saying oh, I'll come back to all sh- that place so um, you know it's it's, it's going to be a nice move for him to go from here where he might maybe not maybe didn't feel the love so to say uh, to go back there and, and slap back in and maybe feel like home again especially yeah. with the uh, the new child as well
0: absolutely yeah. i think it's i think it's a good move all around uh, happy mm-hmm. firm um obviously in the incomings then we've had a few um some some actually you know pretty interesting so the first one that came in I believe was Serge Serge Atake who came in on loan uh from St. Pat's obviously the division above um a good friend of mine is a St. Pat's fan uh so I kind of asked him you know where does he play? What's he like? Uh, obviously, we've seen him now. He's made his debut in the meantime, but uh, described it as a very powerful, pacey winger, great right on the counter attack. But, um, you know, it's always it's it's good to have kind of an out and out kind of winger. Um, it's something that you know we've talked about throughout the season that we've kind of been crying out for more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, now Connor has been playing a lot well, a lot better, I should say, than we was at the start of the season. Playing very very well now these days. So. Mm-hmm it'd be great to have someone who has the same kind of impact on the other wing. Um uh, because obviously Connor primarily plays out on the, the left and cuts in on his right, whereas Sergeably plays the opposite wing to him. So uh be interested to see if they can create a good dynamic, you know, and create a, a lot of chances for Ronan. Um uh, I don't know, were any of you guys familiar with, with Serge before he came down or
1: um, not
2: really yeah, no. no. So, I a, couple did watch a couple of his highlights for St. Pat's since, and he does, and watched them come on in the game on Friday. He did seem exactly what to the him as direct, powerful, pacing, and was a fan, in fairness. Yeah,
0: know. we, we, we like that. Um,
1: Came up through the uh, Rangers Academy and then the Rangers B team, so that's oh, a, that's we don't like that. You know, yeah, yeah, we don't it's like a that. mark against them, but look, send look. them back. Look, we'll leave it. we we'll have give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Uh, so we'll, we'll leave him be. He was he was an international, he, he did play for Finland under 18s uh, internationally, uh, and he had two goals. So, look,
0: after after the legendary Charles Ando, I'm glad that we have another international, yeah, uh, back in the squad. <laughs> I was so. going to say,
1: bring the man back in, yeah. Bring um,
0: Charles the, Ando back. the next sign in that we um that we brought in, I think, is a little bit of an interesting one. It's it's Christy Patterson. Um,
1: it's just it's just Phoenix Patterson from Wish it was just we couldn't get Phoenix back so they said we'd just get <laughs> a similar name and we, the lads would be happy
0: yeah like it's a bit of a weird one really because you know I don't I, I'm just trying to word this in the nicest way possible but oh. Adam's thoughts are not the thoughts of the podcast I, just got, I was just
1: about to say I want to just distance myself from whatever Adam's about to come out with
0: no it's just I'm surprised that we're signing someone from the level that he was coming from um, I'm just going to double check this because I want to be 100% sure but whenever, when I when I was looking into this before he signed National from League what South. I could find yeah, National League South but like mm-hmm. he's always been non-league he's never, like, you know, he never even came through an academy or, or anything like that Um, he's always been a non-league player um, and yeah. we signed him from Welling United and that's where he started his career he played for a few more teams throughout that time all sort of Sort of lower leagues, mm-hmm. and he's 26 now. Correct, it just yeah. seems like a bit of a weird signing. I don't know. It's like, obviously, I don't know really anything about him. Uh, he could be great. I just, I just thought it was a weird signing. Normally, when we sign these lads who are playing sort of, uh, you know, maybe London, maybe non-league football, you know, Vanarama, usually they would have, you know, have some kind of um you know academy experience or underage experience with like national teams and stuff but he seems like a player who is just like that's my alarm going off sorry that's uh just a um a player who <sighs> I don't want to say doesn't have the pedigree because I I'm we're I the first division of Ireland but like you know it's just I I just found it to be a weird sign in that's the best way I can really dish on So I just thought it was a weird sign in. Uh, now, he could be great. That's, we obviously haven't fair. seen much of him, but um, I would, I'm would i intrigued as to where his Waterford career goes.
1: He came on last Friday. He went fairly well.
2: Yeah, uh, no, he was good. He a very was...
1: direct player. He's, he, direct. Reminds me of, he's, he reminds me of an attacking version, a more attacking version of Sabo Ale in that yeah. very direct, seemed to carry the ball well. And kind of an intimidating presence is in. You see this fellow running towards you, you're lands. <laughs> were bouncing. You, you get the fuck out. You know what I mean. You get the fuck out of the way. And um, so I think if he kind of gels well, he could easily kind of come into the skin, burst onto the scene like Micah, uh, like Michael Richards, and, and maybe make something of himself, which would be nice to see. But anyway, yeah, I can see where Adams come from, though. Yeah, I like can he, see. Yeah, he, hasn't, he has, has, he hasn't has scored on. a
2: load, but he did look very good.
1: Yeah, I think he could come into himself. It, it could look. It could be similar to a Chris Clark situation. Um, and obviously Chris is coming from a club with a bit of more of a let's say pedigree, like Adam said. Um, whereas this guy might be kind of playing to prove himself, and that could work really well. It might, you know, he might actually it might work in his favour, or it could kind of maybe be a a hindrance. So it'd be an interesting one to watch over the next couple of weeks to see how he fits in. I think
2: he'd be mainly a rotation player, but I yeah. wouldn't mind him running the tired legs for half an hour because he will slaughter him I think
1: it could be a bit of an impact sub to be fair to him yeah. or even just come on the second half and go from there
0: um, and then after after Christian we had a, a double signing um, first one I think is really interesting a guy called Sam Perry mm-hmm. um, who is joining from Walsall who I believe are in League 2 uh, in England just double checking uh, yes they He's are on they're
2: on their this year to...
0: Yeah, he was down with Leamington Spa, who I believe are in the Vanarama North. Uh, either North or the south. I know they're not in the National anyway, uh, Leamington Spa. Um, so he was on loan with them and he was originally from the Aston Villa Academy. This is kind of what I meant with the Christie stuff. Um, you know, he came through uh, his academy training through Aston Villa and then obviously dropped down to Walsall and um, uh, had a loan spell at Yeovil Town as well. So uh, played around the, um, played around the sort of uh, that sort of national league level uh, for the last few years. But he's, only a, he's only a young guy. Um, he's only 21. So still plenty of time to kind of, you know, you know sort of hit, reach his potential. Uh, I don't know if this is accurate from Transfer Market here. It's saying that we've paid 50,000 for him. I don't know. I see that.
1: Yeah, his market value is apparently 50 grand.
0: Oh, sorry, Walsall... market value free transfer, but market value of fifty. My apologies, I'm, yeah. I don't use transfer market very often.
2: That's the fair. Walsall fans were actually a bit annoyed that he was leaving, saying that he just they wish they could have given him a chance and he would have worked out. So maybe that could. Now, want to look at It's a tough to What? It's a tough midfield to get into at the moment. It is. Truthful, yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. It is well, a. But there's a big
1: emphasis on his height, though. That's I think that's something. If he if he's able to use that well, he kind of carries it in over the rest of the players because. Shane and D McMenemy and Barry Bagley and, and a few lads in the midfield, they're not the tallest. No, um, they're so really so tall. if they change the uh the plan a little bit, I suppose, and kind of use him and use his height, well then it could be very beneficial. But I think a lot kinda of has to change around them for him to be able to actually slot into it.
0: Yeah, we do we don't have the tallest midfield. I think of all the lads who have, will play in a midfield role, I think Roland's probably the tallest. Um
1: yeah.
0: But even then he doesn't really play in 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 midfield all that. Well often. I suppose he
1: might he might start now with Serge coming in because Serge is kind of taking his spot out in the right wing. If yeah. they decide to play Serge more often and then slot Roland into the middle. But then it leaves questions. I suppose Dean McMenemy, I'm assuming, is out with a serious kind of knocker injury, because we haven't seen him in a while. Um he did pick up the knock, obviously, against Bray uh, and was taken off quite early into the match.
0: Yeah, it was early enough after score
1: I think it was twenty or thirty minutes in. Um, and then we haven't seen him since obviously now they had the break as well uh, for a couple of weeks but he hasn't come back in for even the friendly against Fleetwood which if he had been let's say recovered a little bit well it would have been a good game for him to kind of get a few minutes into the legs just to get himself fit again and he hasn't even been back for that now it doesn't seem like he's going to be going anywhere I don't think as of yet because his father seems or a relative I think it's his father but a relative seems to be quite active still anyway in the uh, Facebook group yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere just yet, Um, which is good because I do like Dean as a player. He's a very good player. Yeah, but, totally baller. Yeah, but it's just, I suppose, with him being out of the squad for a while now, it kind of does leave room maybe for the likes of Sam to come in and maybe moving things around with Serge on the wing and bringing Rowan. Well, in. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: I suppose maybe that's why you bring in a player like Sam. Maybe maybe the knock is going to be a bit more serious than 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 what we thought it would originally be. Maybe because mm-hmm. on on paper, midfield is probably the the area where we needed to strengthen the least. I guess um, especially you with
2: know, Romeo's after stepping in, I don't
0: see absolutely him in the spot at all. Yeah, Romeo's been fantastic. Like to be sixteen years old to be playing like that is crazy. Like, I uh, don't um,
1: think he's sixteen looking up now. To be fair, no. To. Definitely really not comfortable. Like... Composed, not composed. Yes, oh, the word composed. composed. Thanks, composed Sean Connery. <laughs> uh,
0: and he has and he has the physicality as well, which is such a huge he thing. Does. Like you see, so many kids come through, like at, at all sort of levels of football, whether it be for you know League of Ireland or you know Premier yeah. League teams or whatever. You know, it's it's the phys- it's the physical aspect. If if they have the frame, and then they can bulk around the frame. They're just make it just makes the transition so much easier. Um, you like you look at you look at Evan Ferguson for example. You know, he's 18 years old and he's built like a fucking shit brick house. He's like a fully grown man yeah, the pitch massive, or, Like so, yeah. it it really does make a massive difference with your development. Uh Obviously, I suppose what we're talking about Romeo, we can kind of talk. There was a a rumor flying around that um he was on a, on a trial at Newcastle. I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see? I uh, oh, saw so other names. Uh, There's other trail,
1: couple of other clubs. Just showing interest. There was Newcastle, there was... United. United and then was it... Was it, was it AC Burnley, Milan. Was it? AC Milan. Why am I thinking Burnley? Yeah, yeah, AC Milan as well, so... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Thrill Look, it'd be a great move for him. And in fairness, he's young enough that if he gets brought into even the academy, a couple of them clubs are obviously AC Milan, then just gets brought over where they are, You know, are. Yeah, well, like... For, it just, it's... No better with Brexit and things, but in terms of... Well, that's of the, the thing. The it would see it.
0: Well, if it's one of the English clubs, he can't anyway till he's eighteen. Now he can go to AC Milan if he wanted. Anywhere in the EU he can go to, no problem at all. No questions asked. Um, so you know, if 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 AC Milan do make the call or God forbid, Mark Bertram gets on the phone and brings him over to Como, uh, he can do that, no problem. But Newcastle United, you know, anyone else in England, uh, he has to wait till he's eighteen, even if it's even if it's like the like the youth contract thing just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, uh, with, mm-hmm. with Brexit now, I don't know if that's going to change now. With obviously they've made changes to their work permit rules, um, which uh, which does make it easier. I don't know if that's part and parcel with or if there's going to be any changes on the back of that as well. But um, for now, anyway, at the moment, he couldn't he couldn't join Newcastle now if he wanted it. He's going to be waiting until he's eighteen either way. So yeah. uh, I don't think we need to worry about Romeo leaving anytime soon, unless it's to uh, a, a team in the European Union. So. Um Speaking need of worry a team
2: about? in the European European Union. Go ahead. That's a great segue. Our former manager.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This,
0: this broke today, yeah. The news broke today, it's please. Today yeah. news. Uh, I've
2: forgotten the team, Adam. So if you have it handy, you can shout it out to me. I
0: absolutely but, fucking uh, don't have it handy. Uh...
2: <laughs>
0: it, I, I do have it <laughs> well, handy. We want to be I, careful
2: of, of this because he could he could be on the move to the Czech Republic. Czech
1: Republic. Happens. Um Bannock something.
2: I'll give it a go one second now
1: go up Banik Strava
2: is that what it is uh, let me have one second I'm scrolling here
1: Bannick, yeah Bannic Strava, FC Bannic Strava.
2: Banikos Strava, yeah that's the one Bannic Strava. that was kind of swag okay. way. fair play to Danny the wish guy. him all the best wish him all the He's best good. fair play to him <laughs> I
1: think it's a job that fits him a bit better because in fairness uh, he can kind of implement his one tactic quite well and then he has other people there to have backups that he didn't have um, but yeah,
0: could do well
2: it. Uh, are we missing a sign or is that all the signings?
1: You are missing a signing, you're missing Drew Baker
2: of oh. Fleetwood, our, our favorite ball boy.
0: I didn't miss him, I was going to get to him, but he just he, just, he decided, decided to the same way to Danny. Was there. Yeah, so he <laughs> yeah. it was there to be fair to him, it absolutely was there to be had. Um, uh, yeah, we got Drew Baker in on loan from Fleetwood. It kind of made sense like when he went on loan to, to Bose, from we were like, oh, well, he's from Fleetwood, why didn't he just come to us? Um. So uh, I didn't. I can't say I watched any of Bose games. I don't know if you how many you know if you played many games for Bose so far this this season. So, um, maybe they just thought the premier was too big of a step up or something like that, or maybe whoever's in charge of Bose these days, you know, didn't, didn't fancy him or whatever. But um, it's good to get centre back cover in. We were pretty light there.
2: Well, we need uh, to go, right?
0: Oh yeah, but that's exactly it's like the perfect timing now with Giles uh getting getting suspended so it's good to have that cover so we'll expect him and and Killian probably to start the next game um again I didn't get to watch the game on Friday any thoughts on him on his he did, um, he did start didn't he if i remember yeah, correctly. he
2: started the game uh which was i wasn't expecting to be fair um i thought he was a good carrier of ball um and he was very dangerous off a set piece. He was getting his head on a majority of balls into the box from from corners. Which look, he I think he hit the bar off one of them, or just went just over, or just wide, which is definitely promising because I think our set pieces have improved greatly under Keith Long compared to what they were, which is just kick it and hope. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think it's a good sign. You know, he's he's already a cult hero for me because he he's the lad who shoved the ball up his back against his parent club. To, so that we would get the goals, so Zach could get his goals. So against Fleetwood, so that's always a positive. Um, I, yeah, no, he's looked solid. I'm a fan so far.
0: Very good. Well, look, we'll we'll probably be seeing a lot more of him anyway. Um, going forward, I think of of all the signings, probably him and and Serge be the ones are probably going to see the most of over the next few weeks. But obviously, if if Sam and Christy break into the team and make a, make a claim for themselves, then that's only going to be positive um you know when we lose a couple of lads like you know when we lost chris and stuff like that it it became clear even looking at our bench it's you know it's great to have young lads from the academy coming up and it's great to see romeo breaking into the team but when you're having to fill up so so much of your bench with academy players uh it's a little bit worrying You, you do kind of um want to have a bit more experience on the bench to kind of change the game um you know if if things aren't going your way so um Obviously, you know, there might be a couple of more signs come in. I, I, I Just doubt. Yeah, yeah, I doubt all the business is done. Um, the, the the friendly against Fleetwood, there was a couple of trialists. Do we know who those trialists were? Obviously, it seems as though they. Oh
2: yeah, um, I put up. I actually found out who they act. Who I, I actually didn't take much notice of the right back because I thought a lot of the ball was going down the left hand side, and we to be fair we didn't have the ball that often. But uh, the striker, the number fourteen on the day um I'm after I found out who he was someone put, took a picture of one of the group. Uh, I'll scroll and scroll scroll. His name is Cameron Creswell. Uh he looked fairly lively striker. Um he was a bit small and he pulled he kind of was a bit ginger into the first tackle. And Martin's mm. like I hear who's this and then let's say the well, man got stuck in. He got winning truly stuck in after that he
1: did. He got bullied off the ball now at a couple of points though. So.
2: But he was, in fairness, the lads, if the lad's about six foot four or six foot five, he was up against, if they weren't biting him off the ball or something, up with him. But he was winning headers over him and everything. I was like, oh, this guy looks decent. Oh, he
1: was putting effort in, to be fair to him. He He put a lot uh, of effort in. He had
2: a a kind of impressive uh, background, if I remember correctly. Oh, I didn't Um, know. His previous clubs. Uh, He did play for Derby. Uh, He made one championship appearance in 2020, 21. And then he joined Start.
0: Oh, that's I'm a big fan of Start now. I'm a big fan of of Norwegian football.
2: Yeah, he played in uh, Norway for two seasons.
0: That's great. I like that. I'm a big fan of Norwegian football now. So that's... You, you learned
2: something new. Is there any particular reason, now, Adam? Would you would you be a would you be an I'm just Norwegian I'm just
0: player? a a diehard Valerenga fan. Uh, okay. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I've come good across Starr man. many times in in you know when I've managed Valarenga on football manager, so uh, interesting. Cameron Cress. Yeah. And so, do we know who the other trialist was? Was he or was he the only good one? To be honest with you, no, I couldn't find that one Oh, ah, okay, not to worry. It doesn't yeah. seem as though we're going to be taking them on anyway, unless it's negotiations holding stuff up. But, you know, you think they would have signed by now, it's been you know, over a week. Since the
2: unless there's someone else in the works maybe, or maybe they're just looking at my and training, unless there's another strike. Cause I think we're a Possibly. bit late right up, to, up top, I think.
0: Possibly. Like what's the rules with the, obviously we have the, the cup game coming up, you know, what's the rules with the cup game? Like, can you,
2: Oh no, no th- trialists in the cup game. No. Yeah, I was no thinking
0: work. no trialists, but like, you know, eh, I suppose yeah, they would kind of have to sign some kind of a contract, even if it's short term. That's fair enough.
2: Yeah. Um, Maybe a notable absence, uh, and it's not what you think I'm gonna go with. That we all thought was gonna come back, and he hasn't come back yet. Was a, a fan favorite, what junior? Oh, yes, yes, he, yes, yes. He obviously didn't travel with Fleetwood. He was in the development squad with Fleetwood, and I, you know, I think he should be out playing somewhere that's not a development squad because I'm not a fan of them, to be honest. Um. He did score for them recently during the weekend, over the weekend, which is good. But like, he has to be getting minutes somewhere, and I don't see what, unless it's still the V's issue. But I thought all things are pointing towards it's going to come back to us. But maybe not. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a, unless maybe he just doesn't want to. Maybe he wants to get out of Fleetwood now as well at this point. Um, but it's just yeah, it's a strange one. There's kind of not a lot, honest. To be honest with you, um, I don't know. At the same time, obviously a great player, but maybe he's just not in Keith Long's plans you know what I mean he's bringing in maybe obscure signings when you look at the likes of Christy Patterson that's coming from no background for the most part and for some reason Keith is bringing him in maybe he's not wanting to bring in the likes of Junior he has plans for other players to come through so it might have just been that Keith told not to stay where he is but it's a strange one to not see him back yet
2: and possibly another out is Savoale he's been rumoured to be leaving from what I've seen
1: he, he did play for Fleetwood in that match against Dundee um, and some, now some a couple of, a Dundee as well yeah a couple of young academy players played now it begs the question I was only saying to yourselves is was he just filling in for a player that was injured and they said I oh, would we'll just give this fella game time because he hasn't played the last couple of games could be the case but at the same time as if that was going to happen like you said Adam uh, when we were talking about it earlier it was a you know, surely was you, yeah surely you are throw in a young player uh, you know exactly. what I mean like Every if you're hit. looking at a right back And you're worried about You know I'll oh, just throw in You're in Harvey Warren You know what I mean or You're in even another younger player So Is it the fact that he's going on a on a, on a a trial And it was actually a proper trial And he might be moving across the water He was
2: listed as a trialist On the bench I think
1: Was he? Yeah? He was He was listed as a trialist Oh well then Yeah that's what you're looking at I think it'd really it
2: would be a shame On Twitter then Saying oh Blue is in action yeah. yeah
1: Yeah it was It was kind of a bit Confusing I think think he'd be a big, I know he hasn't played recently, but I think just having him on the bench just as A, a bit more of an experienced player in comparison to our very young bench, like we were saying earlier, and B, just as someone that is ridiculous, like Christy Patterson, like what we were saying earlier, just an intimidating, massive presence on the pitch that you will run away from if you see him coming towards you with the ball. So, I think it's he would be a loss to the team. Um, I don't not again, know what your might.
2: thoughts are, lads, but I think he should be starting every day, every week, every game. Every, yeah, I'd like, I, I'd more. like to.
1: Like, I, I'm a big, I'm a big going
2: forward, away. far outweighs anything that anyone else can do there. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. like in fairness, Nile is quite good in that he, he does defend him, but he doesn't bring it forward enough in he, comparison he to what we were getting it.
2: with awkward at times, yeah. I if think he's, he he's, he's he's more used to getting the ball facing his own goal and turning with it than facing it that way, which is a completely different game. I think he just has to get used to it. But I, I, I just think Sabo yeah. Ali, when he brings is it, just... Yeah, yeah Sabo Ali mean, my he first choice there as well. I community. do like...
0: Yeah, like I do like Noel, but he's clearly... He's not a right back, you know. It's, it, it is what it is. Like, he's he's not a fullback. He's done well at playing there, filling in there. You know, he yeah. does he does a job, but... Yeah, I, in terms of like even just helping our our attacking output and stuff, I think Subali's the the best option there. So I'd be I would be uh I, I wouldn't be too happy if, if if we were letting him go now. If he wanted to leave and things, whatever. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, I don't know if he will because it'd probably be a case that we just loan him over to Fleetwood or something if he does go there. Yeah, um, there was, was always talk of him going to Derry, though. Yeah, there was talk going to Derry. Um, up the joint former Blues, Dirkie Keen
2: Kavanaugh. Um I, I, like.
1: And when know. you think of
2: it, the right backs we had to start of the season. None of them seemed to be saying, "I, I don't know what the story is." of dire power. He could be yeah, he
1: he has I
2: don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. He must have picked up a serious knock as well because we thought that was it. And then I heard rumours that there was he just wasn't fit. But sure, like surely again, if the player's not fit, you're getting fit by playing him in friendlies, such as the one against Fleetwood, where you're playing a load of. 16 17 year olds surely you drop mm. him in right you know what I mean obviously he's
2: Just, looking for a right back because you don't get a try this right back in if you're not looking for a right back like so yeah exactly so so I said one of them is go, is going probably is what's yeah
1: oh, well, that's uh, that's if both aren't if not going too. yeah that's if both aren't and he's happy with because in fairness Harvey Warren I think could kind of start stepping into things obviously maybe not to the same level as Romeo is but I think he could easily start making kind of a uh, you know, being introduced more into the team as a, even just a sub in the last 20 or 30 minutes of a match every now and then and then just bring in one and kind of have, rotate one right back and Nile and then kind of have Harvey Warren there as backup um, obviously you'd like more though and I would like Subway to stay and I think if he does make the move to Derry there's a lot of questions to be asked is why are we leaving a player go to a Premier Division team like you know what I mean? If he's good enough to make it in a Premier Division team, why are we getting rid of him? Unless we're bringing in a player of a similar or better level. And um, obviously, we don't know what Keith's plan to do just yet. But he's I think he's going to hire
2: He's wheeling and dealing.
1: Yeah, raising a couple of eyebrows, I think, anyway. It's, it's a strange one to see.
0: Yeah, we're well, we have to that... taking into consideration that maybe Subwali just wants to try something new somewhere else. Like it, you can't hold you the player ransom as well. More than so. fair,
2: yeah. More than fair. I, I can guarantee you that he'd be on a better wage up in Derry than he would be here.
1: Most definitely. But he's a local fella here, you know what I mean? So he's he's not um he's probably not even on the same as what some of the players exactly. that we brought in are on, you know what I mean? Like there's probably the likes of maybe Thomas Alewah and Ronan Cochran, you know, fair enough, Ronan Cochran, I suppose he's scoring everything around them. But even the likes of maybe Thomas Alua, um Dean McMenemy, they probably are on a little bit more because 'cause they're probably even just allowances for travel and things like that, whatever it might be, if they're not living down here. So again, that's just speculation. I don't have any. That happens all, all over even
0: in England. Like they can't yeah. do
2: that. Well, are notoriously like don't get paid as much as the rest of the yeah. lads, and that's normally why most lads are used. You know what I mean? He's a local <laughs> fella.
1: It's hard for him and I suppose it's kind of maybe harder for him to negotiate that bit of an increase as well. Um now he's kind of in a lucky position that he does have other teams after. Him. Clearly, if are maybe shown a bit of interest and he's linked with that, or if Fleet would are playing him instead of just taking any other player or maybe, you know, obviously wanting to play him, he might be able to use that as leverage if he's looking for a higher wage, but if he's wanting to go elsewhere, there's not what we can do. But I think he would be a massive loss to the team.
0: Yeah. Well, look. Hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully, we'll see him back in the squad more regularly as we have the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously that's the transfers kind of wrapped up for now. Um, in terms of the ins and outs, so obviously, hopefully there'll be a few more ins. Uh, you know, by the time we're, we're sort of talking again, well, I imagine um, there'll be
1: a couple more outs as well. Um,
0: yeah, there will definitely, definitely
1: be more outs. I think there'll be a lot of younger players, and then like we are say, maybe the likes to solo. Um, I think there'll be a lot of kind of maybe younger players aren't getting game time whatsoever. Will be gone. Um and then I suppose we might have, you know, this time in a this time next month we might have a much older bench maybe than we do have at the minute. So I think there's a lot to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose the other the, the other sort of big news that kind of broke uh, last week when I was away, um, you know, we've kind of been building up to it um over the last few weeks. Uh the uh anti sentencing went through. Martin, you're an yeah. expert on this. We want to talk That's us through what happened. <laughs>
1: um yeah. Look, you got, you got 13 years. <laughs> um
2: thanks for your expertise there,
1: Martin. We move. We move. Uh now nah, look, is he going to serve all 13 years? Most likely not. Um, he'll get left out early, I imagine, unless he does something stupid. Um look. Uh, it's, it's, it seems harsh on, on, you know, people get less for violent crimes. So I suppose it, it might seem harsh on the surface, but at the same time, when you think about, first of all, how long it's been going on for, second of all, the people he targeted, and third of all, the amount of money he made, like it's 13 years. It's, you know, some people might say he deserves longer. um Especially considering, like I just said, he's probably not going to serve half. You know what I mean? I'd say he'll get out in six, maybe seven years. Um, so it'll be an interesting one to kind of see how it affects the club Um, I know as soon as the day he was sentenced no the Friday sorry before he was sentenced his sons were over at the game um, and then the day he was sentenced we had the friendly against Fleetwood and his sons were at that game as well Um, so it'll be interesting to see how things go in terms of the ownership of the club and the kind of restructuring I suppose because you know he obviously can't be a director now of Fleetwood there's technically no, nothing there to stop being director of, of Warfare but they did obviously take that away from him as well he stepped down from that role and I believe it was Jamie his son took over so um, it'll be interesting how it affects the club will it have a knock-on effect I suppose in terms of budget and and, and finances and things like that I think it also might be a bit of a, a turn to bringing players in I imagine it's after making Keith's job that little bit harder you know of trying to persuade players to come play first division football in Ireland and then the owner has gone to jail for thirteen years, but it's an interesting one to, to you know to keep an eye on. It's not his first stint in jail as well. Um, in case anyone is no way out of that, when he did previously do four months in nineteen ninety eight uh, for conspiracy to steal it from the post office, when he was actually uh, one of doing Evans' job, he was a, just a, a clerk. What uh, was he? Was, he? He was genuinely just he was just a, a post office clerk, a uh, colleague of mine, a colleague of yours. Um, and he was jailed for four months for conspiracy to steal from that from that post office. Um, so he's not a stranger to it. I suppose maybe you could argue that it's enough you know, the last nearly what 20 years longer, 25 years. It's it's been there that he's actually um, maybe a little bit mischievous, I suppose, is a light word to use in terms of kind of finances and. You know, sly yeah. or snakey. Can maybe I say that day.
2: that could just be robbing 100 quid out of a tail and then, like, he, you know, that? That's oh, yeah, the, yeah. Well, well, fucking, yeah. It might not be out 10 grand, it off be the massive. board. <laughs> I don't
0: think you're going to get four, four months. Of four months, though. Four months for robbing, though, 100, quid months robbing 100
1: quid. No, you get, sacked. And you, get, you get a co- You get a suspended sentence or you get a couple of, the, you know, exactly. Of a bit of you done four months. You get four months. Maybe he just pay it. Like now in fairness Again it was conspiracy as well So we didn't actually know what I mean So if you're getting done for conspiracy As opposed to just theft Well then There was thought put into this There was a proper plan You're not just planning to steal 100 quid You're planning to steal a bit more
0: And it could have been that He was really He was given feeding information For somebody else to do it So he was going to say Right I'm going to leave Such and such a door open At such and such a time This is what you need to do To get the money Blah 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 There's a lot to it I have to say that The
2: post office like Fort Knox (laughs) <laughs> Maybe so, in, the in, one 19, in, New in
0: 1998 would that would have been Fort Knox? I don't know if it would have. I, I would say so.
2: But sure,
1: yeah. And um, there was also then, I believe, I can't remember the year off the top
2: of my head now, but I'll have a look. While well, you're looking, Martin, yeah. so you're saying I can go from a post office clerk. To a multi-millionaire in the space of twenty years, is that what I'm? I'm, I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, so, so long as you defraud years, you grow... charities, yes. Oh yeah, but no, no, no. You can be, not...
1: you can be a disgraced uh, multi-millionaire. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. That's the key word there is disgraced. Gosh. I would say. Yeah, you're probably not getting it legitimately.
2: But it wasn't all disgraced, though. Was it?
1: Well, he's doing it. You know what I mean? It, it was. you know in 20, oil, is he? thirteen, like
2: you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
1: 20, oh yeah, before 13. that he was.
2: He, he owned Fleetwood well before that. I think did he?
1: Oh yeah, but at the same time, it's you know what I mean. Is well, I'm gonna do hard. some research
2: Yeah, What what year did he buy Fleetwood? So you're saying to me, I can buy a football club in the next five years. Or I might
1: do it. Um. Now, interestingly enough, as well, and I can I had this earlier, and I can't remember exactly where I had it. Um. But he was was investigated years ago. Um. For the, the scams that he was actually are similar scams that he was convicted of. By a BBC journalist, I believe it was 2012. Um, wow. and they actually done a very in-depth um investigation into it. It was they had a, a radio broadcast kind of special on it, on, I believe it was BBC Five Radio, you know, BBC Radio Five. But there was a fairly in-depth investigation into it where they kind of exposed every scam or similar scams to what he was doing at the moment, uh, you know, that he was convicted of. And reason enough, Andy actually decided to to file a defamation suit against BBC, um, in, in which he of course lost because everything they said was correct. But you know, this was something that was kind of well in the public eye before there was ever a case of him buying Waterford, um, and it's kind of something that kind of looking back on now was a massive oversight, I think. Um, but it's 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 strange one kind of looking at you know there's a kind of a lot more to un- oh, I suppose unpacked than maybe we first initially thought um, but yeah it's it is a strange one it is a strange one a lot of allegations as well Um, you know I saw a couple of posts on Facebook just where people were um, you know comments I suppose I should say on posts where people were sharing the link you know so BBC were sharing the link for it and I think TalkSport shared the link that kind of thing um, of Andy Pylee's conviction, just an article on it and the comments on it. There was a lot of comments maybe calling for longer sentences, a lot of comments coming out with maybe further allegations that weren't addressed. Um, now again, obviously, taking with a grain of salt their Facebook comments, but I think there's a lot more than meets the eye there with it. Um, and I think it could get messy if people decide to look into that a little bit further, but at the same time, look, it's it's separate from the club, I suppose. So you'd hope that it doesn't affect us too much and we can kind of. At least get promoted this season and then kind of tackle, you know, whatever comes next after that.
0: Yeah, like obviously, I know that a lot of our fan base have seen these comments as well. You know, when people post links and updates and stuff in the in the Facebook Mm. group, a lot of the fan base now on our side. Um, I don't know how I don't know what it's like on the Fleetwood side. I'd say it's it's maybe a a bit more stressful, but on Mm. our side, a lot of it is just right. Well, like let's just get the fucking let's just get on with it, like uh we've yeah. been obviously we've been told through uh uh what what i can only describe as anonymous um updates uh press releases that don't really seem to be from anybody just the waterford board or whatever uh saying it's business as usual uh, and stuff like that mm. and i know a lot of fans kind of just want to treat it as this obviously we're in a, a kind of a stressful league position now where we thought we'd walk the league and now we're going to have to fight for playoffs and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff on the pitch that we're more worried about than this. Obviously, the club has been through a lot in the last few years. It always seems that when things start going right, something goes wrong for Waterford. And this just is another nail in that coffin. But uh, I think a lot of fans are ready just to kind of keep the focus on the pitch for now. And if the club gets sold, you know, in a year or two or whatever it may be, we'll kind of take it as it comes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, just to correct something I just mentioned there it wasn't a defamation suit that he had so it was uh, in 2012 it was BBC 5 Live a radio station they put together an investigation into Piley and his energy company and his connections to Lee Walter, who was um, also a, an energy company owner that was convicted of a couple of different things um, similar, similar issues to Piley um, and that in that program, I suppose, just investigated the connections between the two of them. Uh, it was not a defamation, so that Andy filed afterwards. But he did have a, a formal complaint made to Ofcom, which I suppose would be the, um, you know, the regulatory board for complaints for media. So you, you'd often hear of Ofcom, I suppose, if there was something particularly maybe stressing uh, happened on the soaps, you know, Coronation Street, or if something happened that shouldn't have been there on Love Oil and stuff like that. A lot of people had made complaints, but Andy made a formal complaint, um, saying that what they said. About Andy on the radio was unjust and unfair treatment, and that complaint was immediately thrown out. And they basically said everything that was said and that was correct, and he didn't want to cop on himself. So um, that, like that, happened back in twenty sixteen when that complaint was made. Uh, since the investigation that happened, or RS was based on an investigation that happened um, eleven years ago. So, like this isn't going on a while. It's something that's kind of only coming out recently. It's it's definitely. Um, there's definitely like I'm saying a lot to it but like you're saying Adam hopefully it will be a case of just business as usual I don't think it can be you know what I mean I don't think it, in the long run I don't think it will be able to be at that level
2: they, they've made think. it look like it has been um, like on the Fleetwood end they've signed a former annual striker recently James Wilson from mm-hmm. Port Vale who was banging in goals they've, they've got signs in which I didn't expect them to do but for you how know, long that continues
1: is... Yeah, it, it is. it almost kind of a big... What's what's, what's the word about... What's, I don't know, there's a saying, I can't remember saying that. Covering the cracks. Look, that wasn't going to go for it, but yeah, you could go with that. Are they just kind of on the cracks in, you know, kind of a bit a bit of a ruse just to try and distract from what's going on. We'll sign a couple of players with a little bit of money we had to put away to allow for it. And, you know, is it all going to come crumbling down in a couple of months or a year? Only time will tell. Um, but... It's, it's most definitely an interesting one I suppose kind of looking forward of how are things going to go on especially on the Fleetwood side uh, you know and then kind of I suppose close to the home as well we'll have more interesting things going on on the Watford side um, with Jamie as I suppose the kind of director the chairman um, I still am not sure is there repercussions in terms of a fine that he's going to have to pay back uh, in terms of the money that was scammed I don't think there is because I think I would have heard something by now about it if there was um, so I suppose that's kind of a good thing because it means they don't have to kind of liquidate a lot of assets and, and pay back a lot of money, which they probably wouldn't just have lying around at the moment. So um yeah, it's a strange one. It's a very strange one. But look, it's I suppose we can only hope for the best in terms of the club because that's what we'd all care about. You know, I mean, we're after going through a few disgraced owners in our time as uh, you know as a club. So it really is just kind of another day as a war for support and just hope for the best in terms of football on the pitch.
2: Would them people get reimbursed? I don't know it's a bit off topic now, I'm just curious.
1: Um it depends. In in that case, they won't because it's a criminal trial. Um they could take a civil trial then, which would go through the courts as a then they would look for reimbursement. Um hmm. they'd probably do it as a contract law um claim and then they would seek reimbursement. Because you can't be you can't be uh, put to jail for criminal it can't be put to jail in a civil trial which you really normally don't get um damages it'll be called in a in a criminal trial it's the same way that oj simpson was i know it's entirely off topic but it's the same way oj simpson was you who know, got to one, two, one extreme to another okay? <laughs> yeah but it's the same way oj simpson was guilty in one trial but didn't go to jail because he was civilly guilty because he only have to be you only have to be able to prove i suppose kind of on the balance of probabilities uh, that somebody was guilty whereas in a criminal trial it's beyond a reasonable doubt so if he was convicted criminally then there's definitely a civil case there it's just a case of getting things together and having the money to actually file that ca- uh, case and, and, and move forward with it. but I think there's definitely a possibility there for the uh, the victims to definitely recoup some
2: of the money that they would have lost surely they, you think it would, would like <laughs> I know if yeah, I, if I if look, lost a lot be... of money I'd, I'd want it back like
1: yeah, well, look. It's in in fairness, it's you kind of go with the the criminal one first because if the criminal case is successful, you know they're not taking the criminal case. It's the, the in England, it'd be the crown, I suppose, like the DPP here, that takes the criminal case. If the criminal case is successful, well then, more often than not, the civil case is going to be because the criminal case you need to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. Is in there cannot be a doubt in anyone's mind, whether it be the jury or the judge, that the person was guilty, and if they're guilty beyond a reasonable doubt then they're going to be guilty in terms of a balance of probabilities, which means there's only has to be a 50.0 or 50.01% chance that he is actually guilty in a, in a civil case. And am sure he is if he's beyond the reasonable doubt. So it's just a case of getting things together. Litigation is a ridiculously lengthy process, especially when there's money involved. And the volume, I suppose, and the amount of money involved in this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to just make sure you have all your eggs in order before you start launching things into court and and maybe making a mistake that could cost you thousands, if not hundreds of thousands.
0: There we go. Well, look, we'll see what the future holds. Anyway, for now, obviously, like we said, we're going to focus on what's on the pitch. Now that the, uh, now that the sentencing is all done, I doubt we're going to be talking too much about this unless some other big news happens. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of sick of it all now. So we're going to keep things focused on the pitch until kind of new news changes on that front. Lovely. Um. For now, as I said we're going to come back next week. Uh, we're going to talk about the treaty game, and then we'll we'll kind of play it by year When we're going to come back, we might cover the, the cup game and the next league game all in one. Uh, unless the that cup game against St Michael's is like the maddest game ever, or there's major transfer news, we might come back a little bit earlier. Uh, keep an eye on the socials. Obviously, up the Blues. Uh, pod on on all the social media. You know, the links are all in the description anyway. If you want to follow those. Um. For now, uh, anyway, up the Blues.